0: Good, welcome. Who I, we know Simi Bab from my home science days, that's why I'm super excited. Okay, go ahead. Okay, I was saying count your blessings, name them one by one, and you will always see you know that hymn, right? Mm-hmm. What God has done. It's so and I your know, Holy Spirit is always so intentional in that he started off a quote-unquote conversation in suffering from a place of thanksgiving Mm. and the reason why we rehash these things and you know if you look if you look through our scripture is there's always emphasis on speaking on you know what God has done because those are the things that serve as storehouses in our minds in our spirits in our inner man that when we Mm. now Going through, we remember if God could do this, this is not this is nothing, right? Mm. And it's important because again, we overcame we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Mm. The blood of the lamb is the blood of the lamb. The word of the testimony is we as saints coming together encouraging ourselves is like when he talks about you know with hymns and spiritual songs and recounting the goodness of god mm. so it's not so much that is to, you know and i know when i um, when we were younger or for people who grew up in church testimony service was something else right but for those of us who God is opening our eyes and bringing into the reality of the gospel and the simplicity of the gospel, is the emphasis, of course, is always on the love of God and the goodness of God. So somebody else. So now with an El- else testimony, if it happened in my neighborhood, is coming to my house, right? Mm-hmm. If it happened around me, is is getting close to me. So it's not. It's it's an encouragement, and I you know, not know no encounter or no evidence of the goodness of God in our lives is too small to be talked about. Because somebody else might not be a 100k that, you know, um they got or whatnot that God allowed for them to enjoy. If, like, as long as we are mindful of the goodness of God, and that's the point of like, and I know we don't do testimonies very often, but as we were Thinking about and preparing for today's session, that's just something that Holy Spirit was highlighting. That it is important that my people understand how to reflect. Because it's very easy to think through, I'm going through this, this is happening, you know, the world is upside down right now, Euphrates River has dried. <laughs> I'm sure my sister, like, what is going on? But the point is, even in the midst of it all, see me by you can you continue to see and we continue to enjoy the goodness of God. So when scripture says that his beloved are protected and kept
1: mm-hmm.
0: tangible. It's not just something that we're saying it is tangible. So I you know encourage everybody um As the Lord is, feel free, that's why we have the chat, that's why we have the community. And this is not one of those ones where you share the testimony. People are now cidering you because that's not the revelation of the love of God that we've received. It is for everybody to thank God, like Ellen said, on behalf um, of the goodness of God that a fellow sister, a fellow son has now enjoyed. So, amen. amen.
2: Amen.
3: one thing is people um i guess i, I won't go into details but those who are listening to but having known ellen and seeing the suffering she has gone through to get here and how it has been the lord picking her mm. up at each spot and seeing that no man could have helped her mm. she had no help she had no connections mm. she had no She's the true rebel example of small girl, big God. And your big God Mm. is not a big man with money somewhere. Small girl, big God, truly big God.
1: Mm.
3: That her support system was the assistance of the greatness of God. That her support system was a God that was faithful when she was faithless. Mm. A God that wrapped her in love when she was running away. When she chose to be prodigal with his gift, he was prodigal with his love. Hmm. A love, a love that chased a love that was intentional, which means he made up his mind to serve her in love when she was running away from grace.
2: Hmm.
3: I have watched her fall, I have watched her fail, but I have watched her mess become messages,
1: hmm.
3: her failures become fulfillments of his way. And even her rerouting becomes a a season of resting. Mm -hmm. That is the testimony of God's love. You don't have to. You don't have to give up to receive.
1: Mm
3: -hmm. You have to die to enjoy.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: Let me repeat again. You don't have to give up to receive. So. For we who are loved by God, who are the love of God, we don't pay tight. We give in love. That sons see sons in the son, Or sons see the son in the son. We become the prayer even in our giving, which means we are led by the spirit, which means spirit, and we give in the nature of Christ, which is truth, so that even our giving becomes worship unto God. So we embody God by being by what we are doing, becoming a form of deliverance from the nature of the world to a son.
0: Wait, sorry, please, can you just repeat that?
3: Okay. If you know we started by saying if all sons obeyed and live as led by the spirit or gave as as led by the spirit, no sons will be in lack. Suffering is a temporary result of a man's decision interfering with God's intention. Suffering is a temporary result of a man's decision interfering with God's intention. Thank you. God bless you. Hmm. Suffering did not start now. Suffering began in the garden.
0: Come on.
3: Uh, spiritually, suffering did not start now. It began in the garden, in a perfect place,
1: mm.
3: in a perfect space. It the first scene or, or, or the most, the, the the first acknowledged sin of man, not the first sin. Let me say the first acknowledged sin. Discontentment entered the heart of man. <laughs> so, in a perfect place a group of people who were created to be in god's image and likeness so they look like god they were already pronounced good by god because when god created he looked at it and called it good so these are people that were good people that were already in the image and likeness of god so if a serpent calls you and tells you that you will be like god were you not already like god then if the serpent now tells you that is a tree of good and evil what other good are you looking for when you are already good my god So, they were looking for something that made them not subject to God. So, the serpent tricked them to do what he did. I will exalt myself to the highest mountain. I will exalt myself to receive the word. So, he wanted them to commit the same sin that they did, to suffer the same suffering that he did. So, what happened to man? Since man chose to be subject to the fruit of the land, man started. Man had to bow to receive the fruit of the land. So man had to till the ground, which is he had to bow to receive the tree from the ground, the fruit of the ground. Since he chose not to be in glory led by the fruit of the spirit, he now had to bow to be led by the fruit of the land. A woman who, because people like to blame the woman for the issue in this situation. But if we read the Bible, the Bible says, and she gave it to her husband who was with her. So, which means, adam was with eve when i when everything was happening in fact let's go to bible so that it's not seen like OC was saying all this let's let's, let's see the scripture okay so it, it, it will be OC said um to be script the bible said not OC said i don't like let's go to bible so we're going to genesis chapter three
0: sorry just before we go into the scripture I know. I already know that I'm super extra, but I just want to call out specifically that we have a lot of home science people on the call today. So HSASS in the building. So welcome everybody. Um, I don't know where your people are, OC. Just wanted to call that out. Uh, Now we can go to the script. We have Michigan
3: State here. I bet we are
0: here.
2: Please post Michigan (laughs) State. Yeah, please, yeah.
0: Go, we, we are here. We are all We are all one go house. Green. Thank you.
2: We are only in Christ. Please, we are only in Christ. Thank Thank
0: Christ just also saying, We came through HSASs to get inside Christ, bye. <laughs> <laughs>
3: in God with the glory. Anyway, so if, you're, if you if you are looking at the screen or if you want to read the, read your own Bible, that's um, in Genesis chapter three. I'm reading the Amplified version. If you're there, say uh huh uh huh.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: actually i want to read genesis 1 so that we see what man was proclaimed and i will come back to genesis 3 and we'll see what man decreed so um i think it's 23 if i remember well No, i think it's 28. okay so so 27 says god no so 26 says then god said let us let us father son holy spirit make man in our image to the image of god they look like him according to our likeness not physical but a spiritual personality and moral likeness not physical but a spiritual personality and moral likeness so any morality outside of god's likeness is man's individuality and let them have complete.
0: Please, please, uh, you can't just move over it like that. Please, repeat that for us, please. Thank you so much.
3: Any morality out of God's likeness is man's individuality. Huh. Don't that lose the soul. My God. Yes, okay. And let them have complete authority over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the cattle, and over the entire earth. And nobody everything that creeps up and crawls upon the earth. God created man in his own image. In the image of likeness of God, he created him. That him is not Adam, that he, in him is Christ, the, the foretelling of Christ. Created him, and out of him came them. We all came out of him. Because in him we live, we move, and have and our being. So that him was not Adam, that him was Christ. That's not the topic of today, so I don't want to shift from that. So let's come back. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them, granted them certain authority, and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, rule over, dominate the fish of the sea, the birds of the air and the every living thing that moves upon the earth so god said behold i have given you i'm going to skip over them god saw everything that he had made and behold it was good and he validated it completely so man was in his image man was in his likeness man was like him and man was pronounced good if we all see that in the bible not all he said it did we all see that if you agree with me say yes or say uh-huh, uh-huh.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Wonderful. 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 Now the now serpent, the serpent was, was, was more crafty, crafty subtle, in the in and than, than any, any living creature of the of field. field. See, me See me a a field field. Will I think I've from you. Thank you. Now the serpent was more crafty, subtle, skilled, and deceitful than any living creature of the field which the Lord had made. And the serpent, Satan, said to the woman, "Can it really be?" That God has said you shall not eat from any tree of the garden when people see this scripture oh. their first instinct is to blame Adam or their first instinct is to say Adam did not teach Adam learned they both learned from God two cannot walk together unless they agree he walked with God Sorry about that. Saliva went down the wrong way. And the woman said to the serpent, You may eat from the trees of the garden, except the fruit from the tree which is in the middle of the garden. God said, You shall not eat from it or touch it. But the serpent said to the woman, You will certainly not die. but God knows that on the day you eat it, your eyes will be opened. That is, you will have greater awareness. How much more awareness can you have when you are in the image and likeness of God, which means you think like God, and you have His definition of morality for your reality? So, how much more will you be, and you will be like God? Were you not already like God? So, what, 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 what was his inference? Knowing the difference between good and evil. Please, we just read in the last chapter. Sorry about that. Just read in the last chapter that he was created. Men and women were created to be like God in terms of morality, which means they already knew good and evil from the perspective of God. So they did not need anything else to give them extra wisdom. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and it was delightful to look at, let's not forget, the tree was a tree of good and evil. So when people ask me, how did evil enter the world? Look at the tree. Um. Sorry about okay. And people ask me, how did evil enter the world? I say, look at the tree. And it is delightful to look at. And a tree to be desired in order to make one wise and insightful. When you already had the wisdom of God. She took from, from the fruit and ate it. And she also gave it to her husband with her. People see this. With her. Adam was not far away. You that Adam was somewhere. She now had to look for him. He was with her. So throughout the whole, check any version you want to check. Throughout the testing of Eve, Adam was present. If anything, it was almost like he was being manipulative in the situation. Let her eat first. If she, if she dies, I will know that she died. Like I said. So he was being manipulative. He was being calculated. So if people ask, how did evil enter the world? Look at the tree. They chose the tree of good and evil. And she focused on the appearance of good, not forgetting the consequence of evil. That's why they say, there's a way that looks right to a man. And at the end, is destruction. And then, two of their eyes were opened. What happened in that moment? They stopped walking by faith, and they started walking by sight. They, they had eyes but they did not see because they had eyes that did not need to see let me explain that in human terms or break that down so it doesn't sound like aspire to aspire yes please if your reality becomes your reality you are subject to the reality for us believers our reality is in christ Our our humanity is defined by what Christ has said that we are. Despite what our situations look like, we decree and we proclaim what God has said. Let me give an example. Babe, I'm sorry that I asked you for this, but the Holy Spirit said I should go ahead and share, so I'm just going to go ahead. So, I graduated from College Park a couple years ago. And so we're still in process on the agreements to pay back. And so they have not released a transcript. And she's trying to do her master's. And she needs transcript for the master's. And obviously, nobody's going to give you a transcript when you've not paid them their money. And when he was talking to me about it, I was like, look, they're going to give you the transcript. I said this to her. I said this to her. I was saying this to her to 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 give her confidence. But I was saying it to myself to give me confidence. I said, I don't know how it's going to happen but for the sake of his love, they will give you your transcript. And she probably looked at me like, this guy started the game. And she just walked off. Lo and behold, a, a month or a couple months after, she asked for a transcript. They gave her six copies of the transcript. This is something that we have been trying to get for the last four or five, three or four years, Something that we drove, there was a time we flew to Maryland, drove to drove to the school, tried to beg this person, apply to this person, say this to this person, went from door to door. We did not beg anybody. We did not um, go from door to door to anybody. Go from this person's office, trying to get this person to talk to their director. To give up. We did not do any of that. The minds, what changed? Our reality. The reality that we are in his love. And for the sake of his love, he affirmed his love in that situation. If your reality, if your perspective becomes the pers- the vision of the world, all you will be is a revised, properly documented version of the world. So, if all you see and believe is your world, you become a representation of the love you believe. The moment their reality changed to what surrounded them, they became subject to what surrounded them. The goal of the Bible, the goal of the word of God, the goal of Christ in the Bible is to make us, make his word, his word our reality. Think about this. I know I'm, I'm trying to make us logically understand what is spiritual. It is difficult, but please track with me. Jesus was in a storm. He was walking in a storm to the disciples who were on, on a boat in water. And on that boat, they were shaking. On that boat, they were about to drown. It was in the middle of all this that they saw somebody looking like a ghost walking towards them. So he was walking on a storm that could capsize the boat. Walking on water in a storm. You can't walk on water in, in, on a normal day. You can't walk on water if you're shaking. But in a, see, so the, the water was rippling and the wind was heavy, and he was walking on that kind of water at night. So you can't say during the day. Oh, so maybe he had sun to walk, or it was a calm weather. So maybe he had the weather, the, the, because of the weather, because the weather was calm, that's why he could walk. Or calm seas, or maybe the sea was calm, that's why I could walk. Every excuse that you could have given, from light to water to, to, storm, to, to wind, none of them were, were in his favor. But he was walking on that water to them and he asked peter to come to him by the word so peter said if it is your word if peter asked for the word and once he once the word became his perspective he walked on water he started sinking when he forgot the word and started focusing on his situation
0: my god my god
3: man become subject to their environment
0: mm-hmm.
3: subject to everything other men suffer mm. when they forget the word and focus on their situation my god the suffering of men
0: is mm-hmm. as a result
3: of this to the decision of men it is a temporary effect that the righteous suffer but his grace makes gifts and fruits out of the suffering that should have destroyed us. We will discuss later how, how, we, will discuss later how we compare the fruits of suffering and how they equal to the fruits of the spirit. Let's pause for here and let's come back to the story. Because I wanted to, I was saying it because I didn't want it to seem like OC said. So why we came to this story was two of them made a decision. Their decision affected generations. Their decisions is why suffering is still in the world today. It is not that God is powerless to help, but from the moment he created man, he, 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 he submitted his authority to man. Man submitted the authority to the devil. The question now some people ask is, ha, how did that happen? But let's not forget, when, they, when God asked um, Eve, Eve, Eve said um, the serpent. When God asked Adam, so, no, so when God asked Adam, Adam said Eve, so he has sub- submitted his authority to Eve. When God asked Eve, Eve said the serpent. So she submitted, uh, that means she, each of them were saying who they were subject to. Because whoever you listen to outside of God is who you are subject to. Mm. Over
2: God. Hey, God. Oh. Mm. Say it again. Say it again. Okay. Okay. Say it again.
3: Whoever you listen to outside of God is mm-hmm. who you are subject to My mm. God.
0: God. My God. Mm. So,
3: he listened to his wife before God. He was subject to her. If Eve had kept quiet, man would have been subject to the woman. That will continue. Or if the wisest thing for Adam to have done in that moment, was to take responsibility. And if he had taken responsibility for the sin of that situation, Christ would not have needed to come because he would have taken responsibility for the sin of the world. So instead, he had abrogated his authority to his wife. He abrogated the authority to the serpent. And the serpent took responsibility for the accusation because when the serpent was accused, he kept quiet. When the serpent was accused, he kept quiet. So two things happened. The serpent received the right to authority, one. And two, the serpent received the right to be an accuser of the brethren because the brethren first accused him.
0: Mm. My God, law of first mention.
3: Yes. The first people to accuse anybody was the brethren accusing the serpent. So he became an accuser of the brethren because they had a choice to or not to, and they chose to, and they accused him for what they chose to do. So that is why Christ, who was accused of what he did not do. So Jesus the Son was, was given exchange for Bar Abbas, the sons of Abba. So you know Barabbas' last name is Jesus. Jesus Bar Abbas. So Jesus the Son was given in exchange for Bar Abbas. He was accused for what he did not do. Um, Barabbas, Jesus, the 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 revolutionary, was set free for Jesus Barabbas, Jesus the Son of God. So Bar Abba, Jesus Bar Abba was given in exchange for Barabbas Jesus. Choice of words. So Bar Jesus. We you know when we say uh, Simon Bar-Jonah, Bar Jonah um, Bar. So when we say Bar Bar means son of, right? So Bar, Abbas, and we know Abba is God. Bar, Abbas, plural. So son, is almost like saying Jesus was given in exchange for sons of God. He was accused so that sons of God may be set free. He who was accused, instead of accusing us, he received the right to become an advocate because he said, forgive them, but they know not what they do. Our reality is in Christ, it helps us to have vision in suffering. If our reality is in Christ, it helps us to have rest when we are going through things that we cannot understand. Let me pause there as we as we as we flip the script a bit and go through some other things. I want to ask us a question. If you were Job's friend, what would you have told Job? Think about this, and, and it's, we, I mean, we'll open the floor for answers. First, his child died. His children died in one place. Same day, his, uh, all his crops were destroyed. Same day, fire came down from, fire from nowhere, fire from heaven. There are a lot of Nigerians here and a lot of Africans. For the Nigerians, wouldn't you say someone from your village is pursuing you? Or for other people, wouldn't you say, maybe you are, maybe you maybe you have offended God for you to do this? Would, can you say that you would have been different? You would have given different advices from what his friends gave? So now I want to just interrogate that question. What does suffering mean to you? What does suffering mean to you? Go ahead, people. You have the floor. Whoever wants to go first. What does suffering mean to you? When you say, ah, I am suffering, this person is suffering, what does suffering mean to you? And why do you think people suffer?
1: Okay, so I'll go. Okay, Thank go you. Ahead. Uh Suffering to me means when things are not going the way that I want them to go. Or when they're not going the way that I have thought that they will. For example, maybe I had a a picture or a vision of what I think my life would be at a certain stage or age. And that's not what it is, what that I'm living in. Uh, That, you know, would come across to me as suffering. Right? But... um, yes that's what it would have come across to me as suffering uh but now knowing better i would let you obviously finish that part but yes that's what suffering would mean to me
2: hmm
3: go ahead did we lose our show trying to... Ronca, you can go ahead or you can share
2: Okay. Um, I think for me, um I have always noticed that the further I am from Christ in any oh, point sorry, in my life. Oh. Go ahead, go ahead, go so ahead. I ahead.
0: I was okay, let me say it again. Okay, I said so I believe suffering is when you are trying, when you're going through things or trying to achieve things for which the grace is not available
4: Mm. so
0: let's say for
2: example maybe you are trying to build a house that god has not doesn't need you to build and you're trying to do it in all your strength and power there's bound to be some amount of suffering in
0: that because the grace is not made available for it a Mm. lot of times that suffering comes from doing things you need not do to achieve things you need not achieve or not not necessary or when the hedge, or you're out of line with the, the grace, or the hedge with which you have,
2: or protection you have from being in the right place, being in attunement with God, basically. Mm. Amen. Okay.
3: Hi everyone. Um, this is Chike. Thanks for you call and See me for um, adding me. Um, thank you so much for the word that I've received today. Um, so, for me, my understanding of suffering comes from a place of identity, knowing my identity in Christ. Um, I believe Hebrews twelve talks about how we should not make light of the Lord's discipline and not lose heart when He
0: rebukes you, because the Lord disciplines the one He loves, and that just reminds me that when He, when I go through hard times, I'm suffering. I know that He's trying to re- reap a righteous reward and trying to conform me into the image of Christ. And I should look at suffering, just like you said, in a different light, because I'm being conformed to the image of God. Mm. And I believe it also mentions that if, if you are not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline, that you are not legi- legitimate, not true sons and daughters of God.
3: Mm. Mm. Ellie, you, you were saying something too, amen. Thank you all for sharing. Ellie, go ahead.
2: Yeah, I was yeah. saying that for mine, like just going back in my life i've noticed that i i i have i've had the hardest time when i was far away from god so Mm. in turn my suffering has always been perhaps doing things the way i want to do them with no guidance from god and getting the results that is not of god if that makes sense so Mm. when i follow in his way and when i listen to him and when i am led by him everything that comes forth has been already ordained and blessed by him and so uh for example something like my business he will already he he caters to everything my business needs there's not one time that i suffer in this business because he called me to do it right Mm. there are things where i made decisions without really consulting god and in those things i have endured suffering i Mm. I walked alone without Christ behind me or in front of me.
3: Hmm. You all have in, in many ways said similar things.
4: Hi, I'm sorry. This is Jasmine. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Can I go ahead, in? Jasmine. Okay. Um, when I think of suffering, pain, um, anytime I've really suffered, I've been either physically hurt or emotionally hurt or mentally just... Um, just hurting, um, and pain and, um, unrest. So when I really think about moments where I have suffered, there was no peace, um, Mm. completely and totally just unrest, right. Um, whether it was by way of anxiety, um, or fear, right. I think the moments where I've suffered the most, if I really think about it, I've been, it was, it was because I was, um, because i chose right um to be fearful mm. and just completely and totally um out of rest so that's that's what comes that's what comes up for me when i think about suffering what suffering means to me
3: mm, okay okay was it Michelle that was sharing that was sharing at the same time jasmine michelle what are you doing trying to talk at the same time jasmine someone else was trying to talk at the same time jasmine was talking.
4: it's okay i wrote mine's inside the chat
3: okay Being in right standing with God, I still have to go through the trial. Okay, that's what suffering means to you. So I'm gonna tweak some mentalities as we go through this discussion on suffering. First, number one, God never causes you to suffer. Let me repeat that for those at the back that did not hear. God never caused us cost man to suffer
1: mm.
3: <laughs> you do not have a wicked father
1: mm-hmm.
3: that uses the instruments of the enemy to punish his child i will have heard things that like, god is punishing me god is judging me if god has to judge you he has to go through christ to get to you Let me repeat that. If God has to judge you, He has to go through Christ, who was judged for your sin to get to you. As long as the blood is still speaking, judgment. Um, um, as long as the blood is still speaking, my God, the accuser. So God is not an accuser of the brethren. So you are, you are God is not an accuser of the brethren my god god is not an accuser of the brethren Mm -hmm. so he cannot accuse you he's a judge not an accuser
0: and that is so (laughs) we'll get into jobs Simi. don't worry Mm -hmm.
3: go ahead because Mm -hmm.
0: for the longest time religion has taught people that god is an accuser like he's you know how they say at least for me that's in that time I used to think that you know there was just an angel just assigned to mark all of my wrongdoings and all of the issues that happened to me and it was based off of the score that i received that would determine the grace or the goodness of god that i enjoyed Hmm. that that key of god is not an accuser yes he's a judge but he's first of all a father my god my god god
3: is your person
0: Hmm.
3: and that person is for you god is your person and that person is for you because as long as you are in christ the blood speaks for you understand that a lot of times in the bible when god is talking about accusation he will say and the blood of this has cried out to me and the earth has cried out to me and it because if the blood speaks better things than the blood of abel other bloods speak accusation but his blood
2: oh I... my god
3: so let's think about this logically let's be at thinking cap for a second if christ was judged for the sin of the world we all agree that christ was judged for the sin of the world right does anyone disagree Please let me know so we can have mm. that let's change the discussion if christ was judged for the sin of the world Mm-hmm. On the day that he was judged for the sin of the world, it was judgment day. Yes or no?
1: Mm-hmm. So if judgment
3: day has occurred for the believer,
1: mm. yeah.
3: why do you still bring yourself back to judgment every time My God situations happen to you?
2: Please say that again
3: if christ was judged for the sin of the world
2: mm.
3: on the day that he was judged for because we were there for those who haven't please go to some, um, the sonship ship list we go to our youtube or, or spotify whichever one you want and you will see judgment day undisputed um, more than conqueror judgment day so i don't want to take us away from it we go into scripture but we go into isaiah we're going to um, um amos we're going to and all oh, of them okay. keep saying and this is judgment day not uh, not and on that they, they go specifically especially the message version goes and this is judgment day all three three different scriptures say and this is judgment day on that day it shall there shall be earthquake on that day at midnight there, there, there will be um an eclipse at an eclipse at midday sorry another midnight so things that all of them say the all the scriptures repeat the same thing amos isaiah and um of, I think one of that scripture. Anyway,
0: was dear.
3: Was dear, thank you, babe. So, what what they say? Isaiah, Amos, Hosea. Yeah, so three different prophets, three different times, three different. So you cannot say that they they, they knew each other, they were copying each other. Okay. It said on that day there will be an earthquake. On that same day there will be at noon specifically, all of them at noon there will be an eclipse, which he said the sun will go down at noon, eclipse. On that same day there will be a morning. As for a son, there'll be mourning. So if there's mourning, that means somebody has died. And on that same day, what did they say? They will look upon him who they have pierced. What day, what judgment day did that thing did that time happen? And the day Christ Christ died, when he died, there was an earthquake. When he died, the sun went down at noon. When he is the son that was mourned, and they looked upon him who they had pierced. Who did they pierce? The soldier pierced his side. So judgment day has already occurred for the believer. And that is why we see in Daniel. Even Daniel, Daniel continues what happens when Christ went. up. I don't want to take us away from what we see in Daniel. How that pertains to Revelation, I was it was it shows what happened when Christ went into the heavens. Lift up your head, or the gates. who you Lifted up. Who is this person asking us to lift, lift up the gates? It is the King of Glory, the Lord Strong and Mighty. Because they did not recognize the person that left and the person that was coming back looked like two different people. So I don't want to take us off topic judgment day for the believer has occurred so we cannot go into situations or seasons of suffering believing that it is a judgment from god god is not an examiner he's a father i've heard things like the exam and uh, when the exam is going on the examiner is quiet god is not an examiner he's a father and his mission is communion so he cannot be in fellowship and be silent are people hearing me because everyone just went quiet all of a sudden are we tracking is this making sense
2: we are tracking we are paying attention
3: god is not an examiner you are not being put to the test you will not be so suffering is not to test you suffering is not to test you however All things work together for the good. So, what life has has surrounded you with to destroy you, the eye in you, who is Christ, uses it for the good. So, God is not an examiner. Job said, Look at my son Job. He knew who he wanted to bring job to be transitioning from someone who just heard about him someone who was ruled by fear so fear was his god not god he served god not in from a place of intimacy from out of a place of love he served god out of fear he served he, he knew a god of punishment so he served god out of fear of being punished
0: please where can we find that in scripture
3: We can find it in Job. Because he said, the thing I fear the most has happened. That's what Job said. You want to find it for us, uncle? Sure. Okay, good. He said the thing I fear the most has happened. That's what Job said. Job also said, I had heard about you. Now I know you. Those are things Job said for for, the, for those are those are the words of Job. So God called the devil, look at my son. He knew what that one would do, but he knew what we trying to birth in his son. I can go to Job 3.25. Job chapter 3, 25. For the thing which I greatly fear comes upon me, and that which I am afraid of has come upon me. Whatever you fear, you exalt to the level of God, and you become subject. Your false prophet, because fear is a false prophet that lies to you, or that that tells you things that have occurred to other people that may never occur to you. He tries to equate you to situations, not your nature in Christ. You will hear things like, you will hear your mindset things like, ah, but that person failed. That person did this. Why, why, Why will you be different? Or ah, that thing has happened. You keep on hearing things that have happened to other people. You are different from them. You are different from who you were. Why do you think history will will repeat itself when it comes to you? When fear comes, you never see the people who are the difference, or you never see the, the possibilities in the situation. You always see the possibility of the impossibility happening to you. Here is a false prophet, and to believe his prophecy is to be subject to his to his accuracy. Here is a false prophet. To believe his prophecy is to be subject to his accuracy. And when the things you fear keep happening to you, you begin to believe that you are subject to those events being true to you. And then you teach your children how those things happen to you, and they also proper gates, a culture of fear from one household to another household, not knowing the whys of your decision. Knowing how on un- <laughs> knowing not knowing the whys of your decision defining their own lives. Yeah, Anytime any I have suffered, I've always felt scared. Hmm. One of the foundational lies of suffering is that you are alone. Every, most of the time when you feel like you are suffering, when you are going through situations, one of the greatest lies that the enemy will tell you is that you are alone. You are alone that God is not with you. You have done something to God. You are alone that no one else has gone to, can understand because no one else is going through what you are going through or what you have gone through. Hmm. You are alone that nobody else can understand and no one can truly be there for you. You are alone that no one will support you. loneliness isolation is the greatest instrument the enemy has to overtake the believer if he let's can isolate yes. sorry
0: let's say that again isolation mm-hmm. is the
3: greatest weapon
1: the
0: mm. enemy
3: has for the mindset of the believer
1: My
0: if he God. can
3: isolate you it will gradually be- break you down you who would have believed and you would have persevered through the situation start reminding yourself of how you are alone right and gradually everything starts to offend you Mm. and you start to look like what you are going through
0: and that's the reason why like the parable of the good shepherd now makes like is now more tangible because when it says that he leaves the 99 to chase after the one because that one that goes away is more at risk Mm -hmm. When they've been when they've been broken away from the rest of the herd which is why again every joint must apply but that's not really why we are here please carry on
3: when a sheep is away from the flock mm-hmm. aside from it being it's subject to everything the weather brings right and subject to every prey that surrounds it
0: hmm.
3: if the enemy can isolate you that lie of you being alone is enough for him to defeat you. Sheep is powerless by itself. It's the aim of the enemy. Said he came to said he said, you have put a hedge around him that no one can touch him. Okay, I take up the the hedge everything the enemy did still brought back to the glory of god let's understand his children were grown enough to be responsible for their own faith and relationship with god job could not continue to be manipulative with god because he was sacrificed so that god did not punish them for what they were doing whereas this they were they were drinking and partying, not having any form of intimacy with god but Notice that nothing happened to his wife because the Bible said the righteousness of one covers the other. But the children were fully responsible for their decisions and for their life. And everything that he had, he lost. But everything was still given back to him. It became a testimony of God's love, not God's judgment. When Job came to the end of himself, it became a testimony of god's love he has so transformed in the revelation of, of god's love that he became the one that was blessing his friends he became a priest i don't want to take us from right, let's go back to where we're going let's go to first peter five i want to talk about this judgment thing how people think that suffering is a judgment from god because even when job was going through the constant retort of his friends is that suffering is god's judgment to man Suffering is the result, is a matter of the result of man's decision bearing fruit in reality. The man that made that decision, sadly, may not be you. A lot of us suffer the effects of men's decision trickling down to our reality. Some of it might be the wickedness of, of governments. Some of it might be wickedness of presidents. Some of it might be wickedness of fathers, mothers. But whatever their wickedness was, or their decisions out of God were, may be the result of your suffering today. Think about it in the Bible. Let me not go that way. Suffering is not always a product. Of your decision. Suffering is also not always is not always, is not a product of God's judgment. I repeat, for him to judge you, he has to go through Christ. And since Christ is still speaking, suffering cannot be a form of judgment for you. As a new testament believer, be style of living, resting in Christ, dwelling and abiding Suffering is not your testimony. Christ is. Are we tracking people? Are we going to scriptures, scripture questions, comments, concerns? I'm going to First Peter five, verse eight to ten. As we are going there, question, comments, concern. Okay. So I'm going to go to. Your dear, uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm reading amplified, first Peter, Peter five, verse eight to ten.
0: Uh-huh.
3: Thank you. He says, "Be sober, well balanced, and self disciplined. Be alert and cautious at all times. That enemy of yours, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion." Yes and hungry, seeking someone to devour, but resist him, be firm in your faith, against his attack, rooted and established, immovable. Knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being experienced by your brothers and sisters throughout the world, you do not suffer alone. My God. Hmm. Before I even go to 10, I'll, I'll, I'll come back. when did you want to say something?
0: No, I was just ad
3: You do not suffer alone. So that means the instrument of the enemy that you have to be alert for and watch out for in life, the instrument he uses is some form of suffering. Are people tracking? Am I going too deep or do I need to explain? I'm, I'm going to explain a bit more, but people tracking. Our response to suffering is not to be strong. There is nowhere in the Bible that the believer is asked to be strong. Bible passages, First Peter 5, verse, um, from verse 8. Let me repeat it again. There is nowhere in the Bible that the believer is asked to be strong. We are always asked to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You are not strong enough to persevere through suffering. You are not strong enough to persevere through suffering. God, in his infinite wisdom, gave us a person who is the grace in the believer, which is the father available in you, so that you will be comforted because he's a comforter, so that you'll be taught so you have strategies, so that you will know how to navigate truth when the liar is speaking to you. You have been given the Holy Spirit, the spirit of grace, that you may receive grace, comfort, balm, teachings, advocacy, while you suffer. You are in a world that as a result of the decisions and wickedness of man, suffering is prevalent. For the God in you, his assignment is to guide you from and through suffering. So you don't become a subject to your surroundings, subject to your situation happenstance is not your reality because the one that makes all things happen for the good is in you that's why we come to turn it says after you have suffered for a little while the god of all grace who imparts his blessings and favor who called you to his own eternal glory himself in christ will himself complete confirm strengthen and establishing establish you making you what you ought to be we can then deduce that the journey of suffering is to bring us, while, while suffering is not from him, since all things must work together for the good, the journey of suffering, the situation of suffering becomes God's instrument to bring the believer to the fullness of his nature that overcomes the situation. Suffering bears fruit of more christ in the believer that is the assignment of suffering he uses it as an instrument to bring you to more christ as usual it cannot be o.c said it must be proven in scripture do we agree How are we to agreed is everything making sense so far people yes so you've seen this before i go I want, I want to show something there is a i know this may not this may not apply to some people but i'm just going to say this anyway some scriptural uh, some some bible scholars used to used to argue that i mean before the correction of the new testament that suffering they use this um they, they were used they, this verse was often misstood as a proof that suffering is a judgment of God. Because in Hosea, Hosea, oh, is Hosea or oh, Hosea? Let me go to scripture. Hosea chapter 11, verse nine to 10. Um, we don't need to go there. Hosea chapter 11, verse nine to 10, talks about suffering. Talks about the role that the judgment of God is like the roar of a lion so the enemy prowls around like a roaring lion so if the judgment of god like a roaring lion and the enemy is prowling around like a roaring lion the aim of the enemy is for you to believe and accept that the suffering that you are going through is god's judgment for you So, if you think that all you are going through is God's judgment, you accept that the situation is for you. You don't grow out of it. You are constantly cycling and circling the same mistakes because you cannot see what God's will is for you through that situation. All you see is your pain. You gradually start getting offended with God, feeling that you are alone, feeling like you are the only person going through this. But it says here, you do not suffer alone. God says, I will be with you to the end of the days. Why do we think that every time we are suffering is the time God decides to take vacations and not support us?
0: Say that again.
3: Why do we think that every time we are suffering, God decides to be, be on voc- vacation and not support us? Why do we think the love of God only applies in perfect situations and He forgets to love us when we are suffering? Why do we think that we are unlovable because we are looking like our suffering? Why does suffering bring so much shame to the believer That is some of them. For some, they forget to pray, or for some, they forget to see where God is sending help. I want us to see how what the devil meant for evil, God constantly uses as an instrument for good. I want us to see, Jasmine, how Paul. For the enemy went the affliction of his body became a situation where god extended grace he talks to the corinthians about how they showed him love accepting a sick man and showing him love so every way every gift of grace every fruit of grace suffering is an opportunity for god to showcase the fruit of grace in the believer say that again suffering
0: Hmm? is
3: an opportunity for god to showcase the fruit of grace to and in the believer
1: my god sorry can you like explain that like can you break it down
3: okay let's go to what what, yeah i think that's
0: where cheeky was going when he was talking about hebrews
3: Yes, yes, that's where it was going. I want to go, I want to talk about the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Let's talk about the fruits that um, we can we can be scripturally correct. Let's go to Galatians 5, 22 to 23. Galatians 5. So let's compare that and then we'll, we'll see scriptures on suffering and see if they match with the fruits that we see. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 23. I'm standing amplified. If you're there, sir. Uh-huh, uh-huh. My
2: God.
3: If you're there, say, Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: uh-huh.
3: Okay. Okay. What the fruit of the Spirit? The result of His presence within us is love unselfish concern so we're going so just so we know we're going from galatians 5 if you want to go ahead we're in galatians 5 22 to 23 you're going romans 5 2 to 5 you're going james 1 2 to 8 and second peter 1 3 to 9 that's where we'll stay and then we'll close that with Habakkuk 2 that we write the vision so but the fruit of and that will that will be how we we'll conclude today but the fruit of the spirit Let's understand that the fruit of the spirit are a result of these are the result of the gift of grace in the believer. For those who don't know, let me repeat this again. Grace is the gift of the Holy Spirit in us. It's the fullness of the Father available in a believer. That's why when the Bible says in I believe in Luke 240 or Luke 242, a child grew, and child grew in grace and truth. Why would Christ need grace if he was? Christ needed grace because it's a gift of the fullness of the Holy Spirit in him. The Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of Grace. Zechariah 10. 12, 10 or 10, 12. I can't remember. I don't, I'm not switching verses. Zechariah 10, 12 or 12, 10. The Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of Grace. So that is why grace is called the gift of God. Not a gift. The. So grace is God gifting us himself. Not a gift. It is the gift of God. So it is the fullness of the Father available in the believer. That is why Jesus could say, as I see my Father, I do, as I see my Father do. And he he was fully man. And it's not memories of what was happening in the kingdom. No, it's by the grace of the Holy Spirit that he could see and do as his Father did. So grace is the fullness of the Father available in the believer. It is the fullness of the Father obtainable for the believer. Faith is a person, that person is Christ. He is the substance of things hoped for. We hope for a savior. He is the evidence of things unseen. He is the the substance of things hoped for. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ is the evidence of things unseen. So grace is the Holy Spirit making the Father available. Faith is Christ making the Father obtainable. Not everything available is obtainable. So, as we grow in, in eternal life, which is the knowledge of Christ, which is the knowledge of the Father in the person of Christ, as we grow in eternal life, we know we are able to obtain more of what is available to us. This is why we are saved by grace, the presence of the Holy Spirit, through faith, the person of Christ, that none should boast. This is the gift of God. So, by grace, we receive the fullness of the Father and the fullness of the Son in faith. Coming back to this. There are gifts of grace which bring us to the nature of Christ. And there are fruits of grace. So, the gift of grace is without recompense. Whether it's speaking in tongues, prophecy, all those gifts are without recompense. You don't take them back. You receive them by belief. You bear fruit by submission. The gifts are a result of belief. Fruits are a result of submission. I'm breaking this so that we can, this is also why when you go through suffering, it takes submission to bear the fruit God has proposed for you. Suffering is the devil's instrument. It's like the valley of the shadow of death. But it is the leading of the good shepherd. It is the assurance that is with you leading you. That you can walk through the valley of shadow of death and fear no evil. Because he is with you. And his rod and his staff lead you. So it is submission that causes us to bear fruit. It is submission that makes us not subject to the law of the world. It is by submission that we enjoy the pleasure of the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. So by submission to the Holy Spirit, there are some fruits that we bear. There are some fruits that are produced in us. And these are the fruits. But the fruit of the whole of the spirit, the result of his presence within us is love. Are people tracking? I'm speaking too fast. Are people people tracking? Is everything making sense so far? Okay. But the fruit of the spirit, the result of his presence within us is first love. Remember, God is love. So as a result of his love, we have joy. When we're in a place of joy, we have peace. And we are at that peace. We have, we, have, we have more bandwidth, so we are patient. And as we are patient, resting in him, we are kind. We then, from our kindness, we are able to showcase his nature as good. We are not responding to whatever people do to us. We are responding in the nature of God, so we are faithful. And people, since we are to rest in God, we are gentle. From the revelation of his love, his love that compels us, we do for his good pleasure, so we have self-control. But the fruit of the result of his presence within us is love, unselfish concern for others, joy, inner peace, patience, not the ability to wait, but how we act while waiting. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Have we seen the fruits now, people? Have we seen the fruits? Yes. Wonderful, wonderful. Let's go, Let's to, go Romans to Romans 5, 5, verse 2 to 5. Romans chapter 5, from verse 2 to 5. Actually, I can even start from, uh, I'll just start from 2. Um, I'll start from 1. Therefore, if you had this here, Romans 5, I'm going to start from 1. Well, I'm reading one to five. You're there saying uh uh-huh, uh uh-huh. Uh-huh,
2: uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yes.
3: therefore, since we have been justified, that is, acquitted of sin, declared blameless before God by faith, let us grasp the fact that we have peace with God and the joy of reconciliation with him through our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed. Through him, we also have access by faith, since he is faith. So we have the faith of christ so through him by faith we have access into this remarkable state of grace from by belief in christ we receive the holy spirit so we have received grace in which we firmly and securely stand so let us rejoice in our hope and confident assurance of experiencing and enjoying the glory of our great god the manifestation of his excellence and power Just remember Colossians, Christ is the wisdom of God. Christ is the power of God. Also, Christ is the glory of God. The Bible says, for if they knew, they would not kill the Lord of glory. So so when we who believe, we have received his glory. And when, when people say, we will never share his glory with any man, that's a lie. He shared Christ with you, and Christ is in you, so you already have the glory of God in you. And that's why your light shines before men, and they may see you and give glory to God, as they see the Christ in you. Glory is given to the Father. And not only this, but with joy, let us exalt in our sufferings. So, we see the we see grace up there. We see faith again. So, we see grace. Let's remember. Grace in which we firmly and securely stand. Let us rejoice in our hope and confident assurance of the glory of God. And not only in this, but with joy, let us exalt in our sufferings. Grace or sufferings. We just came from the fruits as a result of grace. And rejoice in our hardships, knowing that hardship, distress, pressure, trouble, produces patience. What are the fruits again, people? What are the fruits? What are the fruits? Do, we see Do we see patience, patience endurance, endurance, and endurance, An endurance proven, proven character, character, character personal personal attitude. Attitude. Maturity, maturity, and, and proven, proven character, character. Oh. And confident assurance of eternal service salvation such hope in God's promises never disappoint us because God's love has been abundantly poured out within our hearts this yes. is the Holy Spirit who was given to us let me repeat. I'll read that in a different version let me read it in the version I must like new King James version I'm gonna read it in um so Through whom we also have access by faith into this grace, verse this grace, in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. And now hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, who was given to us. I see what, I just, how we act by waiting. I'm saying this because. Suffering is grace. Suffering produce, Grace prevents us from the disgrace that suffering has assigned to us. Grace is the power to run our race. Grace is the opportunity and the privilege that strengthens the believer to behold the face of God not the environment of the race. grace produces the fruit of the character of the of god as a result of the suffering so we glory in tribulations they go expectantly into tribulations knowing that every fruit that's as a result of the holy spirit will be produced even while they suffer I'm going to go to James one two to eight., go ahead.
0: Yeah, so I guess the question I have uh, what I'm trying to wrap, wrap my head around is how do you distinguish uh, tribulation from that's uh, just suffering from tribulation that is yeah Because I feel like there's tribulation that be I mean, tribulation that maybe you don't need to encounter. And maybe mm-hmm. you're encountering as a result of fear. And then maybe there's tribulation that this one is, you know, growing grace. <laughs> you know, I don't know. But I just, I'm curious. I don't
3: know. I, I, I always think like this here. Yeah. Firstly, there are some testimonies that none of us need to have. When I, I made some of the mistakes I have made in my life. It was, it was usually, Father, I'm about to do this. Guide me in this decision. Bless me as I make this decision. Help me as I make decision. You notice I never said, Father, is this your will? If it's not, I submit it to you, I yield. So he gave me the best possible outcome out of my bad decision. So I did not become a subject. Yes, I, I suffered for a season while I was rerouting. However, I was not my 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 mistake did not become my grave. I'm saying this because regardless whether as a result of fear or as a result of um, tribulation or whichever one we, we call it, the eventual submission that is required to bear fruit as long as we submit it will work for the good because remember the root of suffering is a temporary result of a man's decision interfering with God's intention whether your decision is to fear or the decision is of a man decisions affecting or influencing your life he who is in you, his choice is to bear fruit out of the situation. Let me pause there. Oh, you, you want to say something?
0: Yes, what I wanted to say is, um, and I think that is such a great question that Efe asked, in that there is no, God is too intentional about us to allow anything just happen for the sake of happening. So even in the way that you described what is the like, which what uh, suffering is to grow in grace, or what suffering is to, you know, as a result of fear. Fear comes where there is an absence of assurance in the love of God in a specific area of our lives. So, in as much as we're saying, "Oh, okay, that's a place that's um, that's you know that a person is fearful in," one of the fruits of the Spirit is love. So, in that, that is an opportunity for the spirit of God to work out that fruit of love or believing or being assured in the love of God for us, even in that area of our lives. The thing that is interesting here is, the well, the sovereignty of God and the intentionality of the love of God towards us. So the sovereignty of God lets us know that nothing catches God by accident. Like there's nothing that is happening that is now, oh wow, wow i never planned for that to happen that is the sovereignty of god so when it does happen of course we have free will we make we make decisions there some of us are much further along on our journeys than other people i mean than others are and the spirit of god has to do the work to prune us to bring about those fruits in our spirit so in times like that even in that situation where it might be like, oh, you are just fearful about something, when we get to the point where we are now at rest, right, which returns us to our original state when God created us or gave put um, the garden in our control the, with the dominion and authority that he gave us. So we, we come to that place of rest and we recognize that you know what, God's got me the spirit of God has, through that situation, has pruned us into having a nature and a belief that is like in the image and the likeness of God. So there's no like, of course, there are some situations that are avoidable, but avoidable in the sense of like kind of what Osi was describing where, you know, he wants to make a decision and he's not necessarily asking God for what his will or what his plan is, and he's just telling God his plans, and God in his love is giving him the best possible outcome, which a lot of us have done. And then, you know, um, things might go south, and then we then go back to God and say, But I told you. And then, but like, that was not a that i be I, I put I committed it into your hands, that's not a commission into his hands. That is, I'm telling you what I'm going to do, and I'm asking you to co sign it which is not the posture that we are to maintain when we are saying that God is our Lord and our savior. That lordship, that surrendering, that submission, a lot of times as human beings, we get there through having gone through suffering. I hope that helps clarify that some more. Yeah, they both do, thank you of course does anyone else have any question in that area well i think it is vital that we are able to talk about this unlearn learn some of the things that we have learned from religion and really allow the spirit of god to set us free from carrying burdens that relate to sufferings that he's not asking us to carry so keeping suffering in its proper perspective of course not glorifying it but because there are some people who believe that you know believers are just meant to suffer <laughs> there's that school of thought as well but that's not what we're talking about keeping it in its proper perspective understanding what it does because again a lot of us are going through things that is not it's just life is life in, right and understanding that even Even with life life in, the goodness of God is such a constant solid thing that regardless, we can still testify of the goodness of God. But it will be hard to testify of the goodness of God or it will be hard to see the goodness of God when we are not assured in the love of God for us. When we think that God is our examiner or when we think that God is our accuser or when we think that God is just setting all these traps and he's looking for where we are going to fall and then he wants to catch us but when we understand that life as we are journeying through it is God is causing it in his infinite wisdom and in his mercies and his love for us to walk together to, to allow everything that the spirit of god has been put in us to bring about now think about it if there was nothing for us to receive comfort from why would holy spirit's job function be comforting mm-hmm primary is john fourteen sixteen tells us that he will send another like christ who will lead us into all truth who will comfort us and bring all things to our remembrance so if there is nothing for us to receive comfort from why would that be the thing that he is named after and then as we grow as we journey as we mature and we receive comfort we then turn around and comfort others from the comfort that we have received which is why every joint must supply so even part of suffering is to mature us into a place where one when we share our testimonies when we share um, the things that we have been through we can strengthen other people glory to God about the goodness of God reminding them because sometimes it's very easy to think well you know Jesus yes we know he was fully man, he was fully God da, 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 da. and then you're like ah but somebody who looks like me has gone through this they have received this comfort from the spirit and when we testify and we share which is why isolation is dangerous because when you are isolated you cannot Receive the comfort from other people that had been comforted. So it is very, very important that we keep suffering in its proper perspective so that one, we do not get into a woe is me because that is what the enemy would want a person to fall into, feeling like there's something wrong with them, feeling like there's something wrong with their walk with God, feeling like the love of God is not enough, because that is another lie of the enemy where he then takes us out of the place of rest, wherein Jesus Christ already said, to bring to him, right, cast your burdens on him because his yoke is easy and his burden is light. The enemy will trick the believer into picking up that burden if they do not keep suffering in his proper perspective, recognizing the temporary nature of this affliction. That it is it is just not coming to show you that you are a stepchild. It is not coming to show you that your seat in heavenly places is not secure. It is not a function of you are far from God or that you are not one with God and one in God. But it is on this side of eternity, these fruits must come out, and suffering is the, the a pruning and a way to get there. So that way, again, we can still maintain our gratitude and our thanksgiving and our reminder, right, that it is something that is happening to us that does not define who we are because our nature is what God says concerning us, which is also key. Because then it is easy to then feel like, oh my God, you know, I must not be the son of God. I must not be seated in heavenly places. I must not be seated far above. All of that is a lie because those things are the quintessential things that God says exactly, Sarah. Suffering does not define who you are. Um, What was the song that we had playing during worship? And I think one of the things that Holy Spirit was telling me in that moment was that, Yosela help me over here if you are still awake. Yes, situations will never dictate the way my life goes because I am anchored in God. My roots run deep in God and I will bear fruits after the nature of God because of the depth of my roots. Because hear me, it is actually not suffering that quote and unquote, people that like to believe that it is a testing, it is actually not suffering that determines if a person is faithful to God or not. The biggest test is in comfort. comfort. When a person is going through, it is easy to say you depend on God and you rely on God. But what happens when that thing that you are going through gets answered? Are your roots deep enough that you will not be seduced to follow your own strength, but remain submitted to the one who brought you through. And sometimes that is what causes some suffering situations to um, go for longer than they ought to go because God is looking at this person like, this relationship that we have is still a transactional relationship. This is not an intimate, deep relationship just get on that fruit needs to come wherein it is not just you are running that a person is running to god in their time of weakness but that even in their strength they remember who they are they remember who they are representing they remember that all that they are is a function of the, again, the goodness of God that they enjoy and continue to enjoy. So these are the things that we need to meditate upon, think about, even as we think, as we we approach, you know, the subject of suffering, because yes, suffering is not, no one is saying, so the, test is, so the test is not the suffering, but the compass. Yes, because sometimes we we'll be so focused on, oh, this test needs to end, this test needs to end, that we're not thinking about when that pressure, when that pressure is removed, what becomes your familiar?
1: Mm.
0: When that pressure is removed, what do you default to? When that pressure is removed, again, are your roots deep enough? that you are like a tree planted by the riverside that will not be moved you will not look to the left or you will not look to the right it is not a okay yes the pressure because again think about it it is in times of pressure it is with pressure that quote and unquote all the um precious metals are formed you look at gold as oil, huh
3: i say is the same pressure that burst pipes. is the same pressure that forms metal
0: exactly exactly and God is so intentional because again which is why the story of Job is the story about the love of God this man now remember that Job the book of Job is actually older than the book of Genesis sidebar now this was a man right that was doing all of these things that looked like faithfulness to other people but god knew that his heart was not where he needed to be so he went through all of those things like um was telling us earlier to bring him from a place of just fearing god and worshiping god after he had heard of him to
3: john to intimacy
0: exactly bring translators from religion to intimacy now i'm not saying that, that is the reality for everyone who is on the call or who is going through one thing or another but god does not again god does not allow anything happen it calls us the apple of his eye like that is a position of of preference that is a position of absolute esteem so to speak right that you know that God loves you regardless of what the situation around you looks like and the unfortunate thing that a lot of us do is we use our situations to gauge the depth of the love of God for us
1: Mm
0: We use our situations to gauge the depth and the realness, quote and unquote, of the love of God for us. So when things are not looking like we think that they should, God did, hey, Jesus never said that um, as we go through in life, it will be all smooth sailing. He never promised us that. What he promised us is, is that he will never leave us, nor forsake us, and he will be with us till the very end. And let me tell you, even in the worst of times, the spirit of God is always speaking. But if you are so focused on your suffering that you tune your heart, you tune your mind away from what the spirit of God is saying, you then miss the point of what you're, why you're going through the things that you're going through. Again, we're not saying that it's easy, but he's with you. If the person, if you have, how do I describe it? You have a master navigator on in the boat with you, but you are confused, you don't know where to go. You are speaking to everybody else, focusing on everything else, but not talking to the master navigator that is in the boat with you. And you are wondering why the, why you are not making progress. God will never force himself. That's, that is a fact. He says, I mean, they asked, um, was he in the thunder? They said, no. Was he in the lightning? They said, no. He was in the still, small voice, which is why suffering should never take us away from rest.
3: Hmm. On that note, we're going to go to declarations. We'll come back. We have two declarations. We're going to go to the first, part to a few things, then we'll close out with the second one. So let's go. If you're there, say uh huh uh-huh, You're gonna do the declarations. Um we're gonna do it together. So if you can come off mute, come off mute, and let's do it together. One, two, three, go. Go. I, um, I
2: am I, I am here, literally I, 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 I am in the I, I am in the, the Christ. Christ. This, this is to is not
1: reality.
2: My disposition is I am.
1: My,
3: my disposition dis- dis-
1: is my
2: position. my
1: position.
2: I am not. I am not. I am a not. I, position. Position. I am. I am. I am. I I am. I am. I am. I I choose to receive the strength with waiting on the Lord. I choose to receive the peace of the from focusing coming, my, my mind on I am deep in touch tears. I am, I am I not alone. Amen. Amen.
3: I almost us to understand another The bias of God, God is is salvation. The bend of God, the bias of God in every situation is salvation. And the reason for salvation is love. This is proven, let me repeat that again, the bias of God is salvation. And the reason for salvation is love god's goal for everything is his identity god's goal for everything is his identity and his identity to the believer is love that is why the beginning of every fruit the fruit of the spirit the beginning the the determiner the definer of the fruit is love the definer of the gift of grace is also love So that means the definer, the end goal of sufferings is to bring you to the nature and manifestation and understanding, nature, manifestation, understanding of the love. So that by the Holy Spirit in you and by the person of faith, you come to an experiential knowledge, a knowledge that supersedes regular understanding. Of his love so that you become the love you believe after the suffering you go through you see you have patience you have serenity you are kind and thoughtful you are not jealous because you have seen the testimony you are not proud or arrogant you are not rude you are not self-seeking you are not provoked easily angered you don't keep accounts of wrong you don't rejoice at injustice because you can relate with it. You rejoice instead of the truth. You can bear all things because you have forbearance. You have perseverance. You look for the best in this situation because you, the nature of belief is born in you. Christ in you, the hope, the hope is in you. It's now tangible in you. You can endure. You are assured in the steadfast nature of his love. So you are assured that failure is not your testimony. Do you see? Suffering brings you back to the nature. It's almost like a, it, what the enemy has has planned for evil. is an instrument of God to rebirth, reaffirm, and strengthen His nature in you. I'm going to James five. I'm James 1, chapter one, verse two to eight. He says. Consider it nothing but joy, my brothers and sisters. Whenever you fall into various trials, be assured that the testing of your faith through no experience produces endurance, leading to spiritual maturity and inner peace. And let endurance have its perfect result and do thorough work that you may be perfect and completely develop in your faith. Lacking like nothing. Remember, faith is a person, that person is Christ. So making Letting you develop in your nature of Christ, which is the fruit of the Spirit. And as you go through the situation, if any of you lacks wisdom, who is wisdom? Who is the Spirit? Christ is wisdom, but it's the Holy Spirit that brings you to wisdom. He's your guide. Ask of the benevolent God, who gives to everyone generously without rebuke or blame, and it will be given to him. But he must ask for wisdom and faith without doubting god's willingness to help so you're not in suffering alone you're not in suffering going through things without a god that's willing to help you everything you go through you do not have a silent god crossing his arms watching you let me see this child will fail let me see the shadow ask for help god is willing to help you God is willing to help. I don't know if I can say the Holy Spirit have me say this again. Do not go through situations thinking God has abandoned you to suffer. That is not the nature of his love. He is willing to help. Finally, I'm gonna speak okay, Second Peter verse one. Into. second Peter verse one I'm going three to nine I know we are getting close to time it says for his divine power has bestowed on us absolutely everything necessary for a dynamic spiritual life and godliness through personal knowledge of him Called, sorry, let me read a different version. Actually, let me just go. I'm, I'm just going to go straight to Habakkuk 2. um Because I'm going to go to Ephesians 3. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16. I'm going to go from 16 to 20. So, may He grant you out of the riches of His glory to be strengthened and spiritually energized with power. Through his spirit in your inner self, indwelling your innermost being and personality, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And you, having been deeply rooted and securely grounded in love, may be fully capable of comprehending with all the saints, God's people, the width, length, and height and depth of his love, fully experiencing the amazing and endless love. And that you come to know practically through personal experience, the love of Christ, which surpasses mere knowledge without experience, that you may be filled throughout your being to all the fullness of God, that you may have the richest experience of God's presence in your lives, completely filled and flooded with God himself. The testimony of suffering is not pain. The testimony of suffering is the presence of the love of God, for you, in Christ. Regardless of what you went through, his love was sufficient, his grace was sufficient. It's not enough, it's not enough, it's superabundantly more. And you were not alone. That you are filled to fullness with the fullness of God. Suffering grants you experiential knowledge of the love of God to become that same love of God that comforts others in the storm suffering is not a currency in the spirit that you pay for intimacy
0: please say that again
3: suffering is not a currency in the spirit that you pay for intimacy you, know, you hear things like you have to suffer to get this you have to suffer to do that you have to suffer to reap suffering is not a currency in the spirit that you pay to gain intimacy Suffering is a reality of humanity that God utilizes to show his divinity. Suffering is a reality of humanity that God utilizes to showcase his divinity. And the divinity of God is most tangible to the believer when they receive his love. Finally, Habakkuk, verse two. Are we all tracking people? Are we tracking, this is this making sense? Questions, comments? Are we all tracking? We'll close out with this. In the last days, Joel 2 says, I will pour out of my spirit and all flesh. They will dream dreams and they will see visions. The dream is God's desire for everything. The vision is God's means for execution. You don't run with dreams, you run with vision. Dream is God's desire, what he wants to do. Vision is how he wants to be done. A lot of people run with dreams, go through sufferings and blame God. God must instruct you you in the how for the what and equip you in the way for the how. God must instruct you in the how for the what and equip you in the way for the how. A lot of people are running with dreams without understanding his vision. And the Lord answered me I write the vision, engrave it plainly on clay tablets, and the one who reads it will run. But the vision is yet for an appointed time. It hurries towards the goal of fulfillment, it will not fail. Even though it delays, wait patiently for it, because it will certainly come. It will not delay. Look at the at the proud one. His soul is not right within him. But the righteous will live by his faith in the true God. I want to focus on this part. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. It hurries towards the goal of fulfillment. It will not fail. Even though it delays, wait patiently for it because it will certainly come if not delay. I'm reading this part because sometimes we we are going through a suffering, feeling like we were led by God to the decision. What God said he he would do. He has not done yet. When will he do it? When is that time coming to pass? How long do I have to wait? When will this suffering be over? But it says here the vision is yet for an appointed time, a future time. It hurries towards the goal of fulfillment. It will not fail. Even though it delays, delayed according to your time. Wait patiently on it. Remember, either that wait on the Lord, he shall renew their strength. Shall walk and not be weary, you shall run and not think. Wait on the Lord more eagerly than watchmen wait for the dawn, than watchmen wait for the dawn. So, the timing delay is defined by your perspective of time. He who owns the time is, is saying that it is not delaying. Sometimes the concept of suffering is maximized by our understanding of time. The more time we spend in comparison to those who have gone ahead before us, who are in the same level as us, waiting on something, going through something, we feel time also is one of the constraints of the mindsets that the accuser or the liar uses for believers. The feeling that you are running out of time the feeling that you are that time has become a prison for you the feeling that i have been going through this for this amount of time it's easy to now start comparing when or how long others have to take to go through what you seem to have been going through for longer whereas the amount of time it takes to boil plantain. Is different from the amount of time it takes to boil potatoes. The amount of time it takes for the roots, for it to take root for a bean seed is different from how long it to take for a palm tree. Stop comparing the season of suffering the duration of fruit bearing for you that of another person god is the keeper of time god is also the one that maximizes time wherein in god there's always restitution let me explain what that means we often think that when we when we have when we are in god we receive what we deserve no in god you, you receive what he intended for you take an example in the bible was when um i can't remember his name he was it was a leprous general that came to the prophet and he was asked to wash in the river when he washed naaman naaman thank you when he washed his, his skin looked like that of a baby So he was returned to the original plan every time god wants to when god upgrades or restores the 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 believer he's always returned restored back to his original plan so you will not be returned back to where you fell from you will always return to god's plan for you so since you are in the beginning the concept of time should not become a source of bondage for you another source another prison for you
0: say that again another sort
3: of suffering for you the concept of time to not overweigh god's plan of restitution for you restitution is god's promise to overshadow the suffering of the world he restores you for his to his intended institution for you that is restitution. He restores you to his intended institution for you. That is restitution to you. Suffering is not God's punishment. Suffering is not God's judgment. Suffering is a temporary result of man's decision interfering with God's intention. And in his sovereignty, he has given us a spirit The Holy Spirit to comfort us through and affirm us through His love. His grace equips us for the suffering, instructs us through the suffering, so that the suffering becomes an instrument that bears fruit, morphing us, conforming us into the image of the Son that will look like the love that we believe. And His love, and this love is God. And everyone that experiences us, will look nothing like what we went through. But we look like the God who is in us. So the more we look like God, the less we look like our suffering. And then we are able to say, the testimony now becomes Christ in the believer. Is that making sense? Questions, comments, concerns? pretty quiet Was this too heavy questions, comments, concerns agree, disagree. what do you all learn today Nobody?
2: I always share. I'll let somebody else share
3: <laughs> well and El- 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 you could go. Yes, you're right. The more we look like God, the less we look like our sufferings. Amen.
2: I mean, I think one of, I mean, the main point that you kept pointing to, which is, you know, what I've highlighted the most throughout, was that suffering is a temporary result. Um, With a man's decision, uh, with a man's decision tampering with the word, the way and the, the way and the word of God, basically. um and i have also that you know one of the one of the things that you had said much earlier on that really hit home for me is like whoever you listen to outside of god is who you are subject to before god mm. um and our reality in christ it helps us to have vision in our um suffering mm. right and then you gave some few examples one of the main ones was that god never causes us to suffer mm. Um, and that judgment day has already Occurred for believers, mm-hmm. right? And suffering is not there to test you. God is a a judge, not um somebody who is there to condemn you. So, mm-hmm. those are a few of my my notes. man!
3: You are not your suffering. Another mistake of of, of believers is to internalize your suffering. So you become your suffering. You are not your suffering. Suffering is the situation that you are going through. Let us not make suffering our identity. Suffering is an experience, not an identity. And an an experience can never be our identity. Let me repeat it again. Suffering is not your identity, Christ is. If suffering, if, if the reality becomes your reality, You you will never be opportune to see His divinity. You will start looking like what you've defined as your reality. Suffering is an instrument of the world, utilized by God to bring about the nature and the understanding of His love to the believer. You are not your suffering. If you internalize suffering as your nature, the nature will become your grave. You have many believers dying in suffering, blaming God, and never fully been able to achieve who they are called to be, because all they were is their suffering. Amen? Anyone else wants to share before we move to the uh, declarations? Anyone else? So it's only Ada and Ellen that learned today.
2: Oh, Ossie, okay. and I wanted to add um, one other thing that I really liked was, um, I think it was just, just mm, few moments ago, you said the bias of God is salvation and the reason for salvation is love. I thought that really hit home hard.
3: Mm. Yes. Any suffering, when you are in suffering, and if you are thinking judgment and you are thinking punishment, you have missed an opportunity for the revelation of his love to you. You are not being punished. You are not being judged. This suffering is not a whipping by God to you, but is a weapon God is utilizing to bring about the good. Because no weapon passion against you prosper, because he is your husband man. The Lord of hosts is his name. You are called into love as the beloved. For the one who has conquered the world is in you, and you are more than conqueror in his love. Enjoy is love. So let's go back to the declaration. All hearts, minds and clear uh, so we could declare
4: really quick. I just want to call out that, um, suffering really being an instrument, um, of God in order for us to be able to experience more of his grace is my biggest takeaway Mm. and, and church, growing up i heard christ i heard god i heard father i didn't hear a lot about the holy spirit and i feel that the holy spirit is very misunderstood (laughs) Mm. um and it all keeps coming back for me. It's Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Grace, grace, grace. Breath, life, like, and that I have the person of the Holy Spirit with me. So when you say I am not alone, I'm not alone. Um, so that's my biggest takeaway. Um, there, there are some others too, but that that's the one that's re- that I'm really going to be sitting with and 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 really soaking that in. Looks good.
3: You know, Owen likes to say, the devil has to take permission from God to be a good devil. Nothing happens unless the Lord allows it. She likes to say, the devil has to take permission from God to be a good devil. Man's orchestration, God's intervention, loves revelation. Man's orchestration, God's intervention, loves revelation that is the shortest expression of suffering man's orchestration god's intervention love's revelation suffering man's orchestration accused christ took Him to the cross god intervened by being christ taking away from his sin and law was revealed in the sacrifice of christ man orchestrated so many things on this earth God intervened so many times for his children. And in the end, the testimony of Christ in a believer, the butt of God, is always love. Every suffering most of us have gone through, that we have grown from, not learned from. The question of what did you learn? Some people can learn to be, learn negative, that we have grown in the nature of Christ from. If we look back, the testimony we often have is how we were loved by God. Sarah, go ahead. Sarah, can you hear?
1: Yes. Um, so, I just want to ask a question. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, what if the suffering was caused by, say, man's negligence? um maybe you missed out on an instruction or lack of discipline i mean what if that suffering is caused by you because um so one of the things i'm learning now and i wish that i've learned this earlier in my life um one of the things that i learned today is that suffering is not judging you God is not punishing you right so, I mean, so now, I'm, I'm learning now that, I mean, suffering is not from God. But what if, you feel like, yeah, you deserve it because, yeah, on your part, maybe you made a mistake? Just, Man's negligence, right? So, how do you come out of that?
3: First, is change your mind. Repent. What does repent mean? It's annoyance. change your mind what do you want you need to change your mind on change your mind on thinking that you are being punished coming to rest yield your life back to who owns it you are too big to 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 absolutely destroy god's mission through you i mean you are too big you are you are too, you are too small so the best thing whose will He's directing your life, give it back to him. Let him reroute you and let him guide you. You are still breathing, you're still alive, so it's not over. You are not out of time because you are in the beginning. And there is still restitution for the believer. Let him make a mess, a message out of your mess. I didn't make a testimony out of your life's tests and moanings. Love does not stop speaking for you, the blood does not stop speaking for you. But you also have to stop speaking, agreeing with, and speaking the lies of the enemy about your life. Rest in love and watch love around you. He is your guide. There are physical consequences, and sometimes it seems like we are, oh, the rerouting takes time. And we miss our way when we choose to not take the right way and drive. There is always a time of rerouting. However, he who is the owner of time knows how he, it seems like no time was lost. And we look back in hindsight, it seems like no time was lost. Rest. You are not being punished. Let Him make a message out of the mess. And let the testimony of your test and mornings become about, about the love of God in Christ for you. Does that help or answer your question?
1: Yes. Thank you.
3: Okay. Amen. May it look like an Amen. Amen. So, declarations. Let's go to the declarations, people. So if we are there, there say one and <laughs> say one. This time we're not gonna say I because now we are going to declare as a team, That's a team as a group, a group as, one. as one. We're going to
4: say
3: gonna we. say we. So one we enjoy. We are we are not. We are not. Are not of we are not.
1: We are so,
2: so, so, not.
3: not. We, we
1: submit
3: to, to be comforted. to uh, It be all
1: all, all all things
3: We agree with God's God for us. We agree with Christ for We
1: agree
4: sacrifice
1: We we, we oh, are sacrifice faith.
4: You we will sacrifice the We will the love of our
2: in We will take the We will our Amen.
3: Amen. 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 want to pray Oh, Lord,
0: Father, we give, father, you, we give you. you. We are going for 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 truly, for truly, and your mercies endure forever. We thank you because you are the perfect Father to every son on the surface of the earth. So we thank you that your love for us is unlike anything else. We thank you that your love is faithful. We thank you that your love is sure. We thank you that your love is constant. We can rely on you and we can be secure in you. So Father, we thank you for everything that you have revealed to us, for all of the unlearning, for everything else that we have learned. We thank you, Father, that these things will grow deep within us. We thank you that we have we now have the words and the wisdom with which to resist every lie of the enemy that comes to tell us that suffering is a punishment from you. So we thank you, God, that every person that might be going through one thing or another, that they are comforted on all sides in the name of Jesus, that their eyes are open to that which you are doing in them Through the situations that they may be going through. In the name of Jesus. Amen. We lift every single person here who might be going through one thing or another. Father, Mm -hmm. we thank you that your love floods every aspect of their being, that they can know with the rest of the saints the length, the width, the breadth, and the depth. Of your love for them in the name of Jesus, Mm -hmm. that every evil thing that you have proposed to come out of their lives, that every fruit that it comes out and it is made manifest in the name of Jesus, that Mm -hmm. you get glory in every area of our lives, that we continue to testify of your goodness in every area of our lives, that Mm our run deep in the love that you have for us in Christ. In the name of Jesus, we Mm -hmm. thank you that we are resting in you. We thank you that you lead us by the still waters and you continually restore our souls. We thank you that you are our light. You are our salvation. And there is absolutely nothing that we will be afraid of. We thank you that your name is continually a strong, power to us. We thank you that we run into it. We are locked locked up in it and we are safe. We thank you that you are a refuge. We thank you that you are a fortress. We thank you that you are our shepherd. We thank you that you are everything to us. We thank you that we are secure in you. We thank you that life does not overwhelm us, that life does not flood us but that for every situation that the spirit of the Lord continues to raise a standard in Mm -hmm. the name of Jesus Mm -hmm. we thank you that we go from glory to glory we Mm -hmm. thank you that we go from love to love, that every single thing you have said concerning us concerning Mm -hmm. the works of our hands concerning every aspect of our lives is made manifest in the name of Jesus that Mm -hmm. we are People continue to grow in grace and in the knowledge of grace in the name of Jesus. We mm-hmm. say we are standing secure in you. That even when when it looks like we are surrounded, that you open our eyes to see that you surround us, that you remain a glory glorious- with. We thank you that you are a wall of fire to us and your glory is continually made manifest within us. So we thank you, God, that our lives bear testimony and makes manifest the entirety of the love of God for us in the name of Jesus. So we thank that everything that we might be holding on for, that we might be looking on to you for, that in your love, you bring it to us. Because we are helped by you. We enjoy favor with you. And men are forced to be at peace with us. So we thank you for our advantage. Because you are our advantage. In Jesus' precious name. amen. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen.
3: Amen. Thank you all. I'm going to stop the recording now. And we're going to hang around for the overflow. So, for those that want to be there, also, we're going to hang around for a bit.